Welcome into Four Down Territory. I am Kyle Madsen, the managing editor of the Niners Wire. Joining me, as always, the lovely, the talented Doug Farrar, the managing editor over at Touchdown Wire. And Doug, training camps have started. We made it. Yes. We did it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. I'm proud of everybody who watches Four Down Territory. And with teams beginning training camp, I'm that's proud of everyone be... who hasn't re- changed the name of their company to product to something else this morning. <laughs> yeah, welcome to X. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, to, Y. Yeah. X is taken. We're on to Y. Y X. Yeah, I'm proud of everyone <laughs> but that guy over there. Anyway, all right. <laughs> we'll uh, we will. Uh, how much football do you think the CEO of Twitter watches? Or whatever he is now. Very little. I'm gonna guess next to none. Next. Could he name? Well, could he South name Africa, ten? So he's, he's probably into like Aussie rules football or you know, who knows what. Maybe he's trying to move a new sport too. <laughs> gonna gonna <laughs> buy the USFL and rebrand it. Um, okay, but training camps they're in full swing now, so that's what we're gonna focus on. We have more yes. pressing NFL storylines uh, than we've had really in in a long time. It's been a lot of you know generating content. Well, now it's reacting to things, so we're gonna do that. And as we kind of poke around the league here and and look at all thirty two camps, which of these stories that are that are starting to emerge do you find most interesting? Well, I'll tell you, Kyle, as much as I'm prepared to be annoyed by the Aaron Rodgers experience when he gets going at full speed because it's always annoying, uh, I'm also tremendously interested in what this Jets offense will look like with competent quarterbacking. I don't think there's any question that this would have been a playoff team last season were it not for the evil triumvirate of Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. What are we doing here? (laughs) And while Rodgers' 2022 season left people wanting in comparison to his Hall of Fame best, he's also going to top receiver in Garrett Wilson, who brings the kind of production and athletic potential that Rodgers hasn't had since Devontae Adams. I mean, you have to – the fact that Garrett Wilson stood out the way he did last year with Mm -hmm. those quarterbacks – you put them with Rodgers, you're already seeing catches in training camp. You're like, yep. okay, yeah, yeah, we're here. So <laughs> and it was, overall, I'm I'm highly interested in the Jets as a concept and the offense as a specific construct. And the Garrett Wilson video that went viral on, on Saturday or Sunday, I forget what day it was, but it was yeah. like a really, really nice play. It wasn't just an easy crosser, you know, guarded by nobody. Right. So right. that I, I'm with you, you man. Just ran That's going to be cover three. Let's, you know, how impressive is that? Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers connects with Garrett Wilson. Like, no, that was a that was a nice pitch and catch there. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm with you. As uh, as as annoying as it might get, it's going to be fascinating to see uh, how that all works. I'm gonna I'm gonna and maybe Aaron Rodgers will change his name to X, and you know, something else will happen. <laughs> a lot of single letters going around the league. Yeah. Uh, the the. Player, I mentioned a little bit for the same reasons, um, but a, but a younger quarterback, Justin Fields, yeah. and what's going on with with Chicago and his improvement or you know possibly lack thereof is the thing I'm most eager to see this year in camp. So yeah. we saw last season that Justin Fields as a runner, I think, got under underrated a little bit as a, as a runner coming out because he impacted games in a in a really significant way for them down the stretch last year, just with his legs. I think there's still a lot of development left to happen as a passer, but that starts with getting him weapons. And they, they did that with DJ Moore. Um, I, I, you know, chase Claypool TBD, but I think that, that what the bears are doing to help Justin Fields is going to help him take a little bit of a, of a leap this year. And I'm fascinated to see exactly what that looks like because I was kind of out on Justin Fields through the first, you know, three or four games of last year. 
and then he started running as much as he did and you start to see how that pairs okay now the now the baseline for where he needs to be as a thrower comes down a little bit and now it becomes i think a little more realistic and it might be a realistic jump that we see as early as this year so i think that the bears have have a chance to be one of those like worst to first type of teams that really come out of nowhere and I, I think that hinges largely on what kind of leap we see from fields in year three, because that roster, I think, is still a few players away. So he's going to have to carry them. Yeah. Well, DJ Moore, however good you think DJ Moore is, he's better. Um, he's, yeah. to me, he's a top 12 receiver in the NFL. He's it, it just, you haven't seen it, but you right. see it. <laughs> um, it's yeah. kind of like the Garrett Wilson thing with, well, with the quarterbacks you had, eh, not so much, but yeah, he's great. And fields, as some mobile quarterbacks are able to do, he creates opportunities for himself as a thrower, as a runner, yes. because all of a sudden at safety, I can't, I can't come, you know, I, I can't stay in too deep. I have to come down as a robber because what if he just torches me, you know, they create yeah. that sort of schism for a defense. Um, and really you could call last year, Justin Fields rookie year because year yes. one with Matt Nagy was, you know, it, it, some you just get a mulligan on the whole thing. Like any rookie who played with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, just just start over. So yeah, yeah, that that's that's an interesting uh, kind of sub story for me as well. I also, and I, I think you're probably on board with this as well. I can't wait to hear about how good the vibes are in Washington. Like yes. every positive thing that comes out of Washington is going to be like a jab at Dan Snyder, and I'm here for it. Yes, I'm really excited for that. Uh, I, was, I was watching, I was putting together my uh, receiver list for next month and I was watching uh -huh. some Terry McLaurin stuff yesterday. Was, like put on my Sarah McLaughlin voice. Will somebody please get this man a great quarterback? Please. He's so good. He is Ugh. so talented. Scary Terry, Jahan Dotson too. Jahan Dotson can play. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's good, but McLaurin is like top five. He's I'm with you. Yeah. He's, mm -hmm. he's amazing, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, between George Preston Marshall and Dan Snyder, it's like a half century of horrible ownership for that poor franchise. Yikes. I know it. Um, all right. Let's let's flip the script here. Which training camp story are you already tired of before maybe it's even happened? Uh, it didn't. Uh, Desha the, the Deshaun Watson thing couldn't even get out of the parking lot Jeez, uh, before dude. I was just disgusted with the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, they recently tried a hype video on uh, what is now, I guess, called X or whatever, uh, consisting of Deshaun Watson throwing a ball about five yards into a net. Right <laughs> on target. Okay. Drilled it. Uh, it's throw. pretty interesting, Kyle, how quickly that franchise has had to go from all this trouble is worth it because he's the face of our franchise to, hey, look, our quarterback threw the ball in the right direction without falling down. Uh, that took exactly one season. Watching the Browns try to paint over what might be wind up being one of the worst trades in sports history is going to be tough to stomach for all kinds of reasons. We're not really even getting the off field stuff, but he's already sort of deflecting that and blaming the media and a press conference. And yes, I read the entire transcript and yes, I read, I saw the entire video. So I'm not taking this out of context. We're already sort of getting that sports washing thing in Cleveland and He's got some willing stenographers, and it's just, man, it's not going to be pretty. I, I, I was sick of it last year. I'm sick of it now. Yeah, I, I'm $230 million sick of it. That's that's all I can say about that. He's in the best place he's been in in a long time. I read that yes, quote he a has. lot. And he's, and you know, just, he's, he's, found his, he's found his personal ward and savior. And, well, all right. Good for you. Yeah. Finger, yeah good good, nice good for him. Fingers crossed. Um, Have a nice day. I'm already tired of everything related to Odell Beckham Jr. 
<laughs> and I think that's residual from from last season when he was, you know, flirting with half the teams in the league and being wined and dined only to end up not signing. And so he ends up with the Ravens. And I think that's a nice get for the Ravens as, you know, a third receiver, because I think that's really what where Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be most effective. But the again, it's not to disparage him or or the addition for for the Ravens, but like they drafted Zay Flowers, a player that I I like very much. Um, Todd yeah. Monken is their their new offensive coordinator. I think he's going to help out their passing attack a lot. Mark Andrews is still there, of course. I think there's so many things that are that are going to help Lamar Jackson as a quarterback that that go beyond Odell Beckham Jr. Like he's on the list, but he's way down the list. But I think that proportionally in training camp, I think the the Odell Beckham Jr. hype is going to be so, so high. We're going to get a highlight of a one-handed catch or, oh, look at this one-on-one that he that he dusted the corner. Odell Beckham Jr. is back. Like, no, man, don't don't put that kind of hype on this man at this point. Like, he's a, he's don't, still a good don't player. Don't put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. No. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Do not put that evil on me. No, yeah. he's, you know, he's a, he's a good player <laughs> still. And I, and, I, and I don't want to take away from that. I just think he's going to be covered like he's still a superstar, and I just don't think he is. I, yeah, I would agree. I'd, I'd say he's fourth on the list of helpers. Uh, Zay Flowers is going to be first because, as I've said, I always give receivers a big bump when I if their quarterback situation. Did you see those quarterbacks who throwing the ball to him last year? They were so bad. Oh, ouch. So uh, I think you know, Flowers is my receiver one, just above uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. And I think he's – well, I think Monk is number one because all of it, there's going to be motion. There's going to be four wide in the red zone. He's going to do all kinds of crazy stuff because yep. he, he's a guy who was in the NFL, then went to Georgia and learned all this new stuff and is going to bring it to Baltimore. That's one of the things I'm most interested to see just in general from a schematic perspective, like what does this Ravens offense look like? Uh, Mark Andrews, uh, top three tight end, you know, one of the best in the, in the league. And so it's Monken, Flowers, Andrews, and yeah, Odell's a nice roundout piece. I don't think mm-hmm. he's, you know, is he an ex-ISO dominant person anymore? I, I'd be hard-pressed to say it. Maybe he proves us wrong. I don't know. But sure. yeah, I think he's he's a cog, not a superstar at this point. As yeah. my uh, brethren at Football Outsiders used to write, he's a cog, not a superstar. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah it's totally fine. But I, I promise the, the training camp coverage is going to go over the top. And Training camp already, coverage, already hyperbole? What? No, that never happens. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to third down here. Are there one or more rookies drafted outside the first or second rounds who you think will be a starter by the time training camp or, or and and the preseason end? And yes, it can happen. I remember in 2012 covering the Seahawks up here, and Russell Wilson played a preseason game against the Chiefs. And they had just given Matt Flynn $30 million. And right. it was the third preseason game when there were four. And I'm in the press box like, Matt Flynn, out. You, yeah. knew. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew. Third round, third round quarterback, right. third round rookie. He was supposed to just kind of come up. Nope, he's the guy. Uh, and believe it or not, folks, he, he once was. Uh, so it can happen. And I'll start with uh, Arkansas linebacker Drew Sanders, who the Broncos mm. took with the 67th overall pick in the third round. The Alabama transfer got enough reps at the Razorbacks last season to show he's an excellent run stopper at the second level. Needs some work in coverage. And he's also a highly effective blitzer. He's a two-level guy. He's not Micah Parsons, but he's that sort of archetype. Uh, Walmart brand, sacks. And 39 total pressures last season. I'm fascinated to see 
how Vance Joseph utilizes him in those fronts because they've got some good linebackers. They've got some, you know, signed Frank Clark and they're still looking for edge help. So he could help on two levels. I don't know about starter. I mean, if they play a bunch of dime, how many linebackers are going to start, but that guy's going to see some major reps. And I'd also like to mention one of my guys in this draft class, former TCU cornerback Trivius Hodges Tomlinson, selected by the Rams with the 182nd pick in the sixth round. Uh, the only reason that happened is five foot eight, 178. But the Rams are rebuilding at just about every position. Hodges Tomlinson can be a legitimate outside corner who can roll deep. And the Rams have experience with a guy pretty much like this. They turn UAB's Darius Williams from an undrafted mm. free agent who was floating around the league to a starting level defender who later got a huge contract with the Jaguars. Williams is 5'9", 187. He, they ran him outside opposite Jalen Ramsey. He did just fine. So I think uh, Hodges Tomlinson or Trey Tomlinson, I'm trying to figure out if he's actually changed his name or not. So my apologies if I'm getting this, trying to hedge my bets here. But he will prove the skeptics wrong if given a chance. And with this Rams team, there are all kinds of chances at all kinds of positions. So I'm going to I'm going to pick one from each side of the ball here and I am going to flip them from how how I have how I have them here on our on our rundown because I want to stick with the Rams here because that roster is depleted. I think they have 44 new players on their 50, on their 90 man roster. Like half their 90 man roster is new players and they have like 30 rookies or something insane like that. But I'm going to stick with it's, with, that, it's the Cleveland Indians, you know, he's dead cross muff list. Kind of right. Exactly. Big, well, big major that. league vibes, but yes. I'm looking, I'm looking at defensive end Byron young, a, yes. a third round pick out of Tennessee, super exciting athlete at the position. He's got good size there. There are it, the tape isn't crazy consistent, but there's enough there. Like the eye popping plays that you could yes. see him becoming a, a, a star in the NFL. And, a, you get him on a defensive line with Aaron Donald. That's just by default going to make his life easier. And B, there's no one else on that on that depth chart. They had 38 sacks last year. Nine of them were Leonard Floyd, gone. Six of them were Bobby Wagner, an off-ball linebacker, gone. So 15 of their 38 sacks, just off the top, gone. They're two team leaders. So he's going to get a ton of opportunities, I think, and he's a really good athlete. Yep. And and I think that's going to show in camp, and, and he's going to be a starter for them <laughs> day one. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's effective. He was one of those under-the-radar guys in the draft class. Where people, a lot of people didn't talk about him, but his name would come up once in a while, and you go back and look at some tape and go, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, not you could a, definitely – top-tier guy, but you could see why he went in the third round or whatever, but it's like, eh, hmm, maybe. Yeah, you could see some upside there for sure. Um, yeah. on, on offense, I'm going to stick with the University of Tennessee, and I'm going with uh, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, also a third-round pick, a guy that, that I thought might go in the first round. Yeah. Um, and maybe he ends up just kind of being a one trick pony and he's taking tops off defenses and that's just kind of his, his lot in life. And, and that's fine. He can carve out a good career okay. that way, but yeah. he's a really explosive athlete on a team that had nine different wide receivers catch passes last year. And their team leader had 724 yards. That was Darius Slayton. They brought in Darren Waller from, from the Raiders. That'll be, that'll be, you know, a nice ad for Daniel Jones, but I just don't think they have a ton of uh, really competition for Hyatt on on the outside they need a yeah. big play threat and he very much is that and i think he's going to get a ton of opportunities uh straight off the rip in new york so i think jalen hyatt hyatt is a uh is a starter for them week one i love hyatt in theory what i want right. to see is and it's the same things that people have had on hen and hooker but it's 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 more problematic when you're a receiver 
that Josh Hoople offense was so spread out. I mean, pure air raid, like the old school <laughs> yeah. Hal Mummy air raid from a million years ago yeah. where you're just spreading the field. The first time he sees press coverage in the NFL is going to be an interesting experience for, for young Mr. Hyatt because he saw no press last year. That's not what people yeah. could do because if, if you're pressing him, First of all, you're on an island, and that's a problem. And mm-hmm. second of all, he's just going to smoke you right off the, the the line. So I could see some growing pains, but it's kind of like when Randy – I'm not comparing him to Randy Moss, but when Randy Moss came into the NFL, oh, he can only run two routes. Yeah, but you can't cover him on either one of them, so it's okay. Uh, if gonna- he just runs goes and posts, yeah, it, that's fine. Um, you know, as a, some – minor developmental sort of next level concerns when he hits NFL and, and it's becoming more of a press coverage league. So he's going to get a lot of it. It's ice cream factory time for him, but certainly, yeah, the explosive potential is off the charts. I'm going to hit up giants wire managing editor, Dan Benton. And I'm going to tell him that you just compared Jalen Hyatt to Randy Moss. Like write this up. Dan. It's not even, it's not even <laughs> August and I'm already being misrepresented. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Yes, let's... Please, whenever I, whenever I make those comparisons and then say, I'm not making that comparison, please tell everyone that I'm indeed making that comparison. Oh no, yeah. No, no context. You, you don't get context. No context you don't get whatsoever. Benefit. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let, let's move on to fourth down here. Uh, which new arrival in the NFL are you most excited to see in these training camps? It could be a coach, a player, an executive, a water boy. I don't know. Who's piqued your interest due to their potential in a new home? Uh, I'm I'm still working on my top eleven water boys list. Uh, still going yeah. through the tape, so I can't. Yeah, I know really a lot prepare. of tape to grind for sure. Let's let's go back to that later. I'm okay. doing that in long snapper. So yeah, uh, <laughs> long snapper all twenty two. That you really gotta peel through that. Uh, back to the Browns in all seriousness and the continuation uh, combination of a renewed defensive line and new defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz in two thousand twenty two. Per Pro Football Focus, Miles Garrett was responsible for 18 of Cleveland's 37 sacks, eight of the team's 23 quarterback kits, and 47 of the team's 118 quarterback hurries. Not the ratio you want. It does mean that Miles Garrett is the best edge rusher in the NFL, which we already knew that. Uh, Sorry, I know you're thinking you're going to hit me over the head with Nick Bosa, and you have a point. No, Bosa, Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, they're all like 1A, 1B, 1C. It's fine. Uh, but Cleveland now has Schwartz's acumen, the additions of Zadarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Agbania Okoronkwo, uh, seriously underrated bunch to align with Garrett's world-destroying talents. Mm. I think the Browns' defense will be far more fun and interesting and palatable than its offense this year. But, uh, yeah, you pair – and Zedarius Smith has been like underrated for the last half decade, as has Tomlinson. They just they basically stole the two guys on Minnesota's defense who played really well last year. So, <laughs> right. Ouch, Vikings. Um, but yeah, I, I that line, that Browns defense is gonna be sneaky good. They've got some real talent there. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna stick with defensive lines, and part part of me wants to go back to DJ Moore and, and Justin Fields, but I'm gonna diversify. That a will bit. be a thing, yes. Yeah, I, I absolutely think it is, but I like that the 49ers leaned all the way into their quarterbacks don't matter thing. And they just went and got Javon Hargrave and plugged him mm-hmm. into their defensive line and sneaky. The 49ers defensive tackle situation was bad last year. It was, yeah. it was really, really uh, subpar and they had to kind of well, piece like together. Armstead, they'll put him inside their nickel fronts. And they played a ton of nickel, but he's not really a defensive tackle. He's sort of a hybrid guy. Right, right. But they now he exclusively plays inside and 
he hasn't been good there really since, I mean, he's been fine, but he hasn't, he hasn't been super productive as a pass rusher since DeForest Buckner left. So you right. plug in Javon Hargrave there. They have another dominant tackle on the inside. And now the Niners have, you know, the best available free agent at one of their weakest positions. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take some doing like, they're going to need their defense to be in the top five or top three if they're going to be competitive week in and week out and make a deep playoff run so can they can they catch philly uh i i i don't know but the javon hargrave uh, signing i think gets them closer than they were at the end of last season. you know obviously it's going to come down to the quarterback play is it good enough are they healthy but uh but hargrave next to nick bosa with eric armstead i think that's going to be a really really fun defensive line that could be really really dominant Plus, you could argue outside of Hassan Reddick, uh, they took the best guy from Philly's front five last year, which yeah. helps their case in that regard as well. So then they just went and added Jalen Carter and and Nolan Smith and called it good. Oh. <laughs> cool, man. As I what often say, the NFL needs to investigate what can be done about Howie Roseman because he's just Seriously. better than everyone else. It's totally outrageous. Yes. Uh, super excited for training camp can't wait to continue diving in with you uh doug and with everybody watching four down territory thank you for doing so we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more insight on everything going around going on around the nfl thanks for watching thanks for watching